Hello, welcome to Gunfighter Cast, episode number 134. I'm your host, Daniel Shaw, and I'm here with a friend of mine, Corey Hupp. And Corey is a almost, it, without, if, he, if he were getting paid, he would be considered a professional student. Yeah, that is very true. Um, over the past two years, I've taken uh, somewhere between 30 and 34 classes uh, from professional firearms instructors, so... Yeah, I guess you could call me a professional student at this point. So Corey is um he's trained with with pretty much every big name out there, or at least at least a lot of them that you you would recognize if he started naming off all the folks he trained with. And I, whenever I was talking to him, I, I I wanted to have him on Gunfighter Cast to deliver a perspective that's that's something that I've never done before on this show. And that's the perspective of someone who's not a law enforcement officer, not in the military. But the student, the student themselves, and, and why they train, why they do that, and the experiences they've had. And, and just, I don't know where this is going to go, but I hope we cover a lot of the things that I see holding people back from taking training classes. I'm going to be the worst person in the class. I'm going to uh, hold up the class. I, I'm not going to do very good. I'm going to embarrass myself in front of instructors, such and such, those kind of things. Have any of those things ever been on your mind? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um it took me a long time to take the jump from training with local guys that I knew personally um, to jumping into my first actual big-name class, which was uh, a carbine one and carbine operator with Pat Rogers out here two weeks ago at Alliance, um, or two weeks ago, two years ago at Alliance. I, I was really nervous, and uh, I had my friend Joe. He kept pushing me to do it, and I kept putting it off, putting it off. And uh, when I actually did finally come out and do it, I wish I would have done it a lot sooner than what I did. Uh, I think a lot of us have that same uh, regret, Corey. The uh, I I wish I could have got to train with Pat. I I really really wanted to. He was near the top of my list of people that I wanted to train with. Um, but at the, at the time, I just wasn't getting around uh, taking as much training as I would have liked to, and uh, I missed an opportunity. That uh, man, from everything I hear. Uh, from you and uh, here at Alliance, you can't have a conversation with anybody around here without learning more about how amazing of a person, a man, a trainer Pat Rogers was. Yeah, Pat, Pat was a huge influence to this range. Uh, right now, we're actually sitting in the Pat Rogers Memorial Classroom recording this, and um, Pat Pat definitely had a huge impact on this place. Um, they, they started bringing Pat in a long time ago, and Pat has influenced anybody that's ever been here. Um, Daniel's in this explosive breaching class right now, and probably half the students in that class have trained with Pat at one point in time or another, or have trained with somebody that has directly trained under Pat or helped AI with Pat at one point in time or another as well. So so as a student, working into your, walking into your first class, with a name like Pat Rogers, you know what what was going through your mind that was holding you back from signing up uh, immediately, and then kind of the night before class. Um, the big thing for that originally was money. Um, <clears throat> so coming out here and taking two classes with Pat uh, was kind of a financial um, investment, to say the least. Uh, you're looking at twelve hundred bucks for two classes, and then another twelve hundred bucks for three thousand rounds of ammo. Um, plus I also didn't want to be that guy. I wanted to make sure I was as prepared as I could be to come out here and perform up to what I considered, uh, acceptable enough at that point in time. Um, so 
I, I took a couple classes with local guys, one day classes leading up to that weekend. And, uh, it just, it just made me realize I should have done this much, much sooner. I, I, what I was worried about holding the class back actually wasn't even close to what I thought it would be. So when you, when you, you took 36 classes in two years and some of those were obviously repeat classes, kind of the same thing over a few times. Why are you doing that? What are you getting out of taking all these classes? Uh, one one big thing I've always been in my life is competitive. Um, I always had sports to kind of be that outlet for that. Um, so after high school was over, I didn't play sports anymore. So I was always looking for something to replace that, something that I could strive to be the best that I could push myself to be. And I took up shooting as that uh, that outlet to replace sports. So um, I really enjoy getting out here and learning how to train myself better in my spare time. I took 30, 36-ish classes over that time frame, but I've probably spent more time on the range by myself practicing more than anything else. No, that's what I tell people all the time. Like The reason you need to go to a class is so – you're gonna if you don't get anything else out of the class, you're gonna have a much better understanding of what you need to be doing when you're by yourself on a range. When you're in dry practice at home, uh, you're gonna you're gonna realize the things that that you need to spend more time on, the things you need to work on. Someone is gonna make you uncomfortable, and as Ryan Hoover says, a good friend of mine, uh, there's growth and discomfort. Go accept that discomfort. So I, I took a class um, two weeks ago or a week and a half ago with Steve Fisher, uh, the critical carbine, um, two, uh, class, one of his more advanced level carbine classes. And it had a qualification in it, which I thought was awesome. Uh, it had, uh, a lot of elements in it that, you know, th- there wasn't anything really in this class. And I found really, really cool was the format and the way things flowed and the way things we taught, he talked about and his, his method of doing it was, was very close to, to my methods and what I do. Um, and I, I love that aspect of it, but I stole about three different instructor things from him that are now mine. I told him, I was like, Steve, I've got to do this. Not It wasn't technique-wise. It was just how he ran the class. I was like, that was great. I'm taking that away, and it's going to make my classes better. Uh, I'll tell them that it, you I stole this from you. I'll cite you in this. But uh, that was I, I just took a few things away that were just made me a better instructor instantly from seeing that in the class. And that was huge. And as a student, I found three or four things that weren't new techniques to me, but I found that I had some flaws and some of the ways I was doing those techniques weren't quite correct. And I needed to tweak a few small details. And I realized that I need to spend some time working on those things. So I I failed multiple times in this class. Um, And I succeeded multiple times in the class. And there were people that were better than me. And there were people that I was better than them. And then one drill, I was the fastest. You know, and then and the second drill, I was the slowest. You know, who knows? Um, that all happened in the matter of two days. And I would say there's a little bit of growth for me that happened in that class. But over this next year, as I work on those things that I identified needs in in that class, my growth is going to be tremendous. And, it's, and it wouldn't have happened had I not went and taken that class. I hope that makes sense because I tell people all the time, you don't get better because you come hang out with me for, for eight hours or 16 hours. 
you learn how to get better and then you go get better in your home uh, doing your homework. Yeah, pulling pulling nuggets out of classes is a big thing. Um, I typically don't take notes anymore in basic shooting packages. I take notes in shoot house classes, stuff like that. Um, but I'm looking for that one, one or two nuggets of information that maybe you present different than uh, Pat Rogers did or Steve Fisher or whoever else I'd taken classes with. And for whatever reason, when you – when you explain it or how you explain it or how you demo it, it, it fits for how I want to do it. Um, and, it, and I understand it better that way. The other thing I look for um, in class is just getting to know people, um, getting to learn what they do in their training regimen um, outside of classes and all that stuff. Find out how much time people put into dry fire and live fire and all that stuff and too. what they're doing yeah. yeah and what they're doing that that's a huge thing that can really help learn a lot about gear too yeah i mean i've learned more about gear learned i've learned more about gear in this uh breaching course that i've been in than i have probably in the last two years the way people have their stuff set up the little small details of problem solving and not just the breaching equipment but all their other equipment when it's used in context with all the other equipment that they have. And there was um, a lot of little small takeaways from even a breaching course that I'm going to take back to carving class. You know, there's always something. Yeah, there is. Um, I like to, I like to look at how everybody has their gear set up as well. I mean, I've, I've had the opportunity to shake out and try out a lot of different gear and um, I'm very fortunate for that. And I try some of the instructor's stuff from time to time when they have it available to use. But normally, I I normally shake out what I buy. Uh, I try different stuff that I see people on the range with. I ask them questions about it as well. I mean, you, you can find out a lot of different stuff about gear, their, their perceived values and disadvantages of it just by asking other students as well. I mean, if you're not learning from the other students that are in the class, you're, you're wasting your money, honestly, in my opinion. God, I learn from the students every single class. Cool. When we come right back, we're going to talk about what makes a good instructor and, you know, maybe not the instructor for you because I'm sure Corey has, uh, there's some instructors he prefers over others, doesn't need to say names or anything like that because really it is a matter of perspective and personal type thing when it comes to choosing an instructor, but there are some things that are common among good instructors. We'll be right back. Primary Weapon Systems, or PWS, is a state-of-the-art machine shop in Boise, Idaho. PWS makes almost all their rifle components in-house, and the parts they don't make, they acquire from the highest quality manufacturers in the United States. The Mod 2 Series rifles from PWS are some of the most feature-rich ARs on the market. One of those features is the Mod 2 Enhanced Buffer Tube, which has a ratchet lock design that eliminates the need for staking while providing a solid lockup with the ability to remove it easily in the future. Go take a look at primaryweapons.com. Primary Weapon Systems. Because it's time. All right, welcome back. So, Corey, we've got, uh, you've trained with a lot of different instructors uh, over the years. Um, for you personally, you know, not a SWAT cop, not a military guy, none of those things. What's a good instructor to you? Um, a good instructor is, to me, is somebody that can convey information and give it context. If you can't give it context and you're just parroting information from classes that you've taken elsewhere and you put no context behind it, there's not much that 
a majority of your students are going to take away do this because that's how you do it right and there's the end of the story you don't need to know anything else right and i've seen it um i haven't taken too many classes from instructors like that um normally the guys i train with are here at alliance so um the guys that come in here are really really squared away and they know their subject matter and how that they're going to how they are going to convey that information before the class even starts but I have seen instructors that just parrot information, and I understand why they're doing it most of the time. Sometimes I still don't. But if I don't understand it, I guarantee 99% of the class doesn't understand it. So that, that's the biggest thing for me. If I think you're parroting information, you're probably parroting information. Yeah, no, sounds about right. Um, so a, what about safety? Um, I, I imagine the people that you train with, people that come through here, probably don't see much of an issue out there. Uh, have you ever experienced something that just made the hair on the back of your hair head stand up and say, hey, I don't think I'm okay with this? For the most part, no. Um, there, there's been a couple guys in classes that have done stuff that I've witnessed, whether I was in the class or watching the class at that point in time. But immediately reeled in. Um, the guys here. You're this, talking students. Yeah. Yeah. The students uh, have done something that was unsafe for whatever reason. And the instructor immediately reels them right back in and says, hey, this is your warning. One more time, you're out of here. Um, like I said, most of the time I train here at Alliance and they have a very good reputation here. And all the instructors here know that this reputation needs to stay the way here, stay the way it is here, or training private citizens may possibly someday go away if there's a bunch of accidents out here. Awesome. So here's one of the coolest parts of, of this story here, or at least Corey's story um, that rhymed. The um, Why did you get to take 36 classes? Okay. Or so many classes. So this started in August of 2015 with two classes with Pat Rogers. And then I hurried up and rushed a bunch of classes in at the end of the year between low light and some other stuff. Then uh, out in uh, Vegas at SHOT Show in 2016, I there was a uh, Brian Terry fundraiser for uh, the Danger Zone party. And I went all out and I decided I was going to pay whatever I had to to win the year of training with Sentinel Concepts and Steve Fisher. So I ended up paying um, $2,100 for a year of training with Steve, and that had a $3,400 value just to me here at Alliance. And um, that allowed me to take every class on Steve's books for the entire year for that one price. And then I... Um, I had a very good friend tell me that he was going to cover all of my ammo for the year. So I did not have to pay for any of the ammo that I shot in classes, which was a godsend because I shot somewhere in the ballpark of 35 to 38,000 rounds last year. So when we finish recording this episode, we need to do a little email connection here uh, with your friend that covered all the ammo because uh, I need a friend like that. Uh, that friend was in here doing interviews earlier. Oh, nice guy. I do a lot of stuff for him for free. Corey, if you had somebody that was thinking about taking a class, handgun or rifle class, and they were on the fence of whether to spend the money, is it going to be worth it, is return on investment going to be there, 
Um, should I do it? I'm so nervous about it, whatever. And you had to tell them in a couple of sentences. What would you tell them? I would tell them to make sure they're seeking out a reputable instructor. There's so many outlets out there where you can find guys that are reputable. Um, you need to make sure you definitely find a reputable instructor because if you're going to a one-day class and the guy is not very reputable, you're just throwing your money away. Um, if they want to, if they if they show you a bunch of bad techniques, that's going to be something you have to end up training yourself out of, and you're going to go to another class. Like, okay, yeah, I went to this one day class. I didn't feel too bad about it. I felt pretty good. But if the instructor's not showing you or helping you fix your issues when you decide to move up and go to maybe a two day class with Steve Fisher or yourself or anybody else that you're going to be making those mistakes and you're going to feel like you're slowing the class down. So getting out and getting with a reputable instructor right out of the bat is by far the most important thing you can do. Guys, that's why, and it's going to be a future episode of gunfighter cast that I've already got on my list of future episodes. Um, it's why it's so important to not have a firearms instructor. You know, I don't, I don't have a firearms instructor. You shouldn't have a firearms instructor. You should get perspectives. I tell my students the same thing. Come train with me. Get as much as you can from me. But even while you're training with me, go train with other people. Get more perspectives, not just my own. Um, it, you might mix something together from each instructor that just fits perfectly with your life and your lifestyle and your application of the, whatever firearm it is you're training with or whatever tactics you're training with or whatever applies to your life. And having one instructor, having a firearms instructor is, is about 22 few. Uh, you should have a, you should have a large amount of, of subject matter experts that you're pulling information from and you're comparing and you're fitting in what fits best with you to make you a more prepared, well-regulated individual uh, prepared for a deadly force type encounter. We're going to come right back and Corey's going to tell us what the absolute best class is he has ever taken. In the 1911 world, there's Nighthawk Custom and then there's everyone else. Nighthawk Custom makes the highest in quality 1911 under the motto, One Gun, One Gunsmith. Each 1911 is handmade with each part fitted by one gunsmith from start to finish. Nighthawk Custom is giving away one of their custom 1911s every 90 days this year. All you need to do to register is visit www.nighthawkcustom.com forward slash gunfightercast and sign up. All right, welcome back. Corey, what's the best class you've ever taken? Um, actually, I took a vehicle CQB last year with Will Petty. Um, that is by far the most fun I've ever had in a class uh, to date. I want to take the instructor class, but I have to get some credentials before I do that. I have said that Petty's vehicle CQB class was most likely the best firearms-related class I have ever taken in the civilian world. Yeah, it's by far the most applicable class to a CCW holder, in my opinion. Um, We spend a majority of our time in between containers and zones and around our vehicles. I mean, especially people that would drive for work. I mean, just think about how much time you actually spend in your car a day. And I spend quite a bit myself. And that class by far is the most, that class by far is most applicable to the average CCW holder. Even my classes, you know, we have a use of cover element in those classes. How to use cover, how to fight around cover, how 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 to use this properly and safely and effectively. But it's a piece of the class. Having a class that is two days of 100% 
use of cover. It's awesome. Yeah, I wish the class was longer, actually. I wish the open enrollment was at least three days, but I know Will is a very busy person, can't really make that happen with the schedule, but the instructor class I'd, I'd really like to get into because I like to use carbines around the vehicle as well. So, And check out, uh, he, he's doing a few open enrollments too, so uh, check out Centrifuge Training uh, and, and look him up, and, and I'll have the link in the show notes to him. Go train with Will. Uh, he was on a recent episode of Gunfighter Cast and wealth of knowledge and awesome class. Uh, I have to agree with you 100% on, on that class. I, it was fun and challenging, and I, I love realistic, challenging training. And there's so I don't encounter that very often, so it was awesome to see it. There. Yeah, another guy putting on very good uh, vehicle classes is Chase Jenkins at Talon Defense as well. So if you're looking, if you can't get to a petty class, Chase Jenkins is probably the second best to get to. So. This episode of Gunfighter Cast is brought to you by Bravo Concealment Holsters. Use our coupon code GUNFIGHTER at checkout when you visit bravoconcealment.com and get 10% off your entire purchase. All right, last thing. We were talking earlier, and uh, I like what you said. Uh, you were talking about the most important things of the class, and I was explaining how I think that the whole listing the things you need and then putting an open mind it's, it's so cliche. I see it all the time. And if, if you don't have an open mind, you're probably not even going to be visiting that website. You're probably not going to be signed up for that class. So it's kind of pointless. You know, it's uh, and I hardly ever see anybody ever come to class that doesn't come with an open mind. So what are the, what is the most important thing to bring to class? So honestly, in my opinion, the uh, most, the two most important things to bring to class are, and we'll start in reverse order. Number two with being food. I have seen so many people over all these classes that I've taken just completely take themselves out of it because they're not getting enough fuel to their body and uh, just completely shut down mentally and they end up tired and wore out and food is by far the second most important thing to bring to class. So in case you don't know the listeners out there, these classes that we're talking about, you're not sitting watching a PowerPoint for eight hours. Like you're out working. Yeah. Yeah. With that and uh, hydration, is also in with that. So not just water. You have to bring some kind of electrolyte supplement along with you or you're not going to be replacing all the electrolytes that your body's using up. And I see the hydration being an issue more so in cold classes than in hot classes. Uh, you're not, you don't feel as thirsty when you're out in cold weather training environments as you do when you're out and it's 90 degrees outside. And I've seen a lot of guys in shoot house classes especially when um, it's cold out that aren't hydrating enough and they shut down mentally because of that. Then moving on to the most important thing in my eyes is clothing. If you if you're not prepared with extra socks, extra shoes if it's going to be raining, rain gear, if you don't have enough warm clothes when it's going to be cold, that is going to take you out of it. You're going to cocoon. All you're going to be thinking about is staying warm and not learning. Yeah, uh, I had a class last year that I went around the night before and bought all the hand warmers available in Alliance because it was supposed to be 25 degrees. And I knew that that little extra comfort was going to help me push through the next day's training. So clothing, food, and hydration are by far way more important than coming with an open mind. Corey, thanks for joining me, and uh, I really appreciate it. I think it's really cool having the student perspective um, on on taking classes. 
And uh, I'd like to hear what you guys think about it and some classes that you've taken and your perspective, kind of the similar questions that I've asked Corey. Uh, and you can email me those answers or, or and have, we'll have a conversation. Maybe I'll bring it up on, in a future episode of Gunfighter Cast. Uh, Daniel Shaw0369 at gmail.com. And uh, I'd be happy to hear from you about that. Cool. Uh, Corey, thanks a lot, buddy. Thank you. Gunfighter Cast out.